Welcome to your key to Orlando real estate. This podcast brought to you by the experts of Orlando Regional Realtor Association is your go-to listening for all things home buying and selling in Central Florida. Our podcast is released on the third Tuesday of every month, and we'll be bringing you what you need to know if you're thinking of buying or selling a home anywhere in this area. Tune in for topics such as qualifying for a mortgage, staging your home to sell, considering new construction options, and so much more. Of course, we'll always take a quick look at the current state of Orlando housing market and its influence on buyers and sellers. You can look forward to a new realtor host for each edition of Your Key to Orlando Real Estate. Hi, I'm your host, Realtor Denise Pullman. I fell in love with Central Florida area a few years ago, and since then, I've been enjoying the city beautiful. For the last seven years, I've been helping families find their dream homes. The process of buying and selling a home can be confusing and complicated. There are many different elements to completing a transaction on both the seller's and the buyer's side. One of the most fraught components and one that impacts both buyers and sellers is the lender appraisal. A realtor's involvement in this phase of the transaction is crucial, and as they will provide you with expert advice on the next steps when the result of an appraisal do not meet expectations. To go over this topic here with me today is Kelly Kellogg. She is from Appraisal Experts located in Metropolitan Orlando. She is a state certified residential appraiser, instructor, and author of the ABCs of CMA Comparative Market Analysis. Thank you, Kelly, for joining us today. Thank you, Denise, for having me. Okay, we're going to go over some questions today um, about appraisals. And the first one is, what exactly is a home appraisal? Well, Denise, a home appraisal is basically an unbiased opinion of market value or essentially what a prospective buyer would be willing to pay for a home. Okay, who hires an appraiser? Anyone can hire an appraiser. A lender can hire an appraiser, a real estate agent, buyers, sellers, attorneys, accountants, anyone can hire an appraiser. Okay, is the fee paid for by the lender, the buyer, or the seller when, you are in a con- when you're in a contract? Well, if you're under contract, it depends. For example, if it's a cash purchase, then it could be who- whoever ordered the appraisal or whoever the client is. So basically, when we get our first phone call for an, an appraisal order, Our job is to ask three questions. Um, One, who's the client? Um, Secondly, what's the purpose of the appraisal? Is it for a cash purchase or is it for a a loan for a bank or is it for listing or selling purposes or maybe dissolution of marriage? Um, And then thirdly, our last question is, who are the intended users of the appraisal report? So regarding your question, Um, Is the fee paid for by the lender, the buyer, or the seller? Um, It depends on who the client is, and typically the client pays for the appraisal. Sometimes we may have a buyer and seller who are negotiating a sales contract, and they may both decide that they want to be the client and maybe split the appraisal fee. So it depends on who the client is. Anyone can pay for the appraisal, basically. But if it's for lending purposes then the lender pays for the appraisal to the, and the lender is the client of the appraisal. Okay. Does it, do you do different reports for different people or are they all the same reports or? 
Okay, so bottom line is our job is to develop an opinion of market value. And yes, the scope of work may possibly change. Um, for example, I have a, uh, an attorney who wants a retrospective appraisal for a dissolution of marriage. So they wanted me to appraise it from you know, two years ago. So that would oh, not wow. be a, a market value based on today. That would be a market value based on two years ago. So again, um, at the, during the first phone call, we will ask the client what's the purpose of the appraisal so that we can best assist that client. Now, I think maybe you might be asking, well, what if it's for purchase purposes versus a refinance purpose? Um, there is a myth that appraisals are done differently, but that's not the case. Um, appraisals, the, the bottom line is it's all about what a prospective buyer would be willing to pay. So um, that would be the same um, analysis, basically. Oh, okay. Um, why do lenders conduct home appraisals? And are appraisals ever ordered by seller in advance putting their home on the market? Okay, the first question, um, why do lenders conduct home appraisals? Um, typically, a lender would order an appraisal. Most lenders order a residential, uh, on residential properties, they order appraisals to verify the value because they usually want to make sure that they don't overloan money. So they want to make sure that the value, um, you know, is there on the house. Um, so, for example, they want to typically make sure that the appraised value is at or above the sales contract price if it's for lending purposes. Or if it's for a refinance purpose, they want to make sure that they don't loan more money than what the commodity is worth, the, the value of the house. So this basically protects the lender from overloaning. Gotcha. And then as far as um, sellers, do they sometimes in advance order appraisals before they put their house on the market? Absolutely. As a matter of fact, since we had our recession over 12 years ago, uh, we have found that more sellers are ordering appraisals at the beginning before they put their homes on the market. In fact, I would say that probably 50% or more, maybe even more, maybe 60% of the sellers are ordering appraisals before they put their house on the market to verify their value and to verify their, the size of their home because we measure their houses. Do you see like a certain price point that people do that or is that just overall? Sometimes okay. the sellers will meet with three different real estate agents and the real estate agents will give them three different values. So the seller will reach out and say, hey, you know, I'd like to get an appraisal because, you know, we're really not exactly sure what our house is worth. Um, in other instances, many real estate agents will recommend, highly recommend to their sellers to get an appraisal because number one, it lends credibility to their listing presentation to, hey, let's get, you know, let's have a team of consultants here and let's make sure we price your house accurately. Or sometimes their sellers may think their home is worth more than it really is, which I mean, we've never heard of that, right? Um, <laughs> no. Unfortunately, that's often the case. Everybody thinks, or many people think their home's worth more than it really is. So sometimes the real estate agents will say, hey, let's get it appraised and, and see what, you know, what, it, what the true market, unbiased opinion of market value is. And that way, at least the seller will be armed with an appraisal. They'll have the knowledge um, and they'll be able to make a decision when a real contract does come in, they'll be able to, to, you know, 
intellectually make a decision on what's going on because they will already have um, information on what the value is. Um, yeah, that, make, that makes a lot of sense to do that. Um, and what do you, if, the, if another, I'm sorry, if, if a uh, lender appraiser comes along and undervalues the property, now yeah. they can use their appraisal to challenge that and it doesn't slow down their transaction or their closing deadline because they've already got that in hand so they can quickly submit it for a challenge. Okay, oh, that makes sense to do that. Um, what do appraisers consider during the calculation of appraisal, both in terms of the property and in terms of the comps? Okay, regarding the subject property, um, we look at the location, the age of the home, uh, the amenities, the size of the home, the condition, uh, the view that the home has. And we do the same thing with the comparables because we wanna find comparables or utilize comparables that are similar in size, age, vintage, or the quality, construction, you know, quality of construction. Is it custom built or is it a production home? Uh, the view, if it backs up to a, a pond or if it's up front of a, a skiable lake, then we wanna select comparables that, are, that have similar views or lake frontage. So, um, and then there's condition, you know, was the house remodeled? If so, we want to try to select comparables that have been remodeled in order to provide the most fair analysis. Okay. What, what if the appraisal comes out lower or higher than the agreed upon selling price of the home? It's not an appraiser's goal to hit a certain price. Basically what we do is we simply provide an unbiased opinion of market value. So if it doesn't hit a, a price, um, at least what we're doing is we're giving the, all the parties to this transaction good knowledge to make a good sound decision based on the actual appraised value. So I kind of look at my job as sort of I protect my clients and um, most people in the transaction by providing an unbiased opinion of market value. If it comes out, I guess if it comes out lower, the client could challenge the appraisal by submitting some comparables that maybe they did not feel that the appraiser included that should be considered. So they could submit some comparables to see if, or you know, if that would be, if they would be suitable comparables for the analysis that was done. Yeah, and if it's higher, that's good. <laughs> so. Well, you know, you'd be surprised. I get clients that get upset with me because it comes out higher. <laughs> oh my gosh, For example, yeah. Yeah, there might be two, a, a buyer and a seller in a transit. I just did one recently. Oh, this is funny. I did one where the buyer and the seller could not come to an agreement. So they decided that both realtors knew who I was. So they said, hey, let's hire Kelly Kellogg and she'll come out and do an appraisal. I did an appraisal and the buyer was upset because they thought the value was too high. And the seller was upset because they thought the value was too low. Oh, and um, they both complained, you know, wrote me letters and submitted comparables. Oh and, and it was quite an, a fun ordeal, I have to say. <laughs> what really wasn't fun, but, um, but you know, so really, um, you know, if people have a preconceived plan in their mind, you know, again, my job is to provide an unbiased opinion of market value so that everyone in the transaction can make a good, a good decision. Doesn't right. matter what you buy and sell the house for. It doesn't. I'm just providing in the background behind the scenes, I'm providing an, a value that does not get disclosed to the public. That is a private appraisal. So 
um, you know, you can hire another appraiser to get another op a professional opinion or, um, or try to challenge the appraisal. Why well, have, have you ever seen, well, I've seen this before where they've had to have two appraisals on a house before. Um, I don't know if it's in a higher price range, but I've had that happen to me where they've gone back, they did one appraisal and then they did another one. So yes. I don't know if it doesn't come back correctly. So they want to see another one. Is that okay, usually what so happens? Often, I'm sorry, often in a higher value range and we're talking a million dollars and more. Um, yes, they will. It's quite common for a lender to order a, two appraisals or for relocation reasons on a relocation appraisal where a company is going to pay these, the seller, the homeowner, money so that they can transfer them to another position in another vicinity they usually hire two appraisers and the appraiser is two good well-trained seasoned appraisers appraise the same property on the same date which means we utilize the same sales and the listings then we should we both do a good thorough analysis sort of the rule of thumb is we should be within a five percent variance okay if if that 5% variance is not, if those two appraisals that are initially ordered by our, um, a relocation company are not within 5%, then they'll order a third appraisal analysis. Oh my gosh. Wow. Um, what are common solutions that buyers and sellers negotiate when an appraisal comes in below or above expectations? An appraisal is an unbiased opinion of value. So now all the parties to that transaction can make decisions based on that information. Correct. Correct. And if it comes in higher, we don't have to do any, we really, you know, that's, is the, for the lender, if it's a um, house that is getting a loan, all we have to worry about is that it comes in at list price or higher. That's really the only issue. So if right. it's lower is when it becomes like, okay, what do you have to do? You have to negotiate, you, ha you know, you have to work through that. But mm -hmm. as long as it's higher, you know, it's, it's good. We're good to go. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's, it's always a good thing it. to hear. You can challenge an appraisal. So, yeah, um, it's, I, I've done that. Um, and it's, 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 it's very difficult. It's very okay. difficult. So that's why I always recommend that agents are proactive, not reactive. In other words, um, provide information to the appraiser ahead of time prior to the appraisal inspection or at the appraisal inspection. If you have some comparables that you feel are really good, strong indicators of your value of your contract price, share the addresses with the appraiser. Or if you have information about one of the comparables that maybe the appraiser may not have information, for example, maybe it's sold below market because there was a mold remediation or a stigmatized issue or a sinkhole and, and the appraiser not, is not able to get that information. Those are some of the things that you could share uh, so, you know, said that the appraiser may not use that comparable. Um, well, well, another thing that I do too is what I've been doing. Like if I, if I do a house for like my investor and we do renovations, I try to get together a list of all the stuff that we've done and try to give that to them beforehand. Excellent idea. Absolutely. Okay. Any upgrades or, you know, the age of the kitchen and the bathrooms or any additions or any, um, 
upgrades or amenities that are over and beyond other homes in the community is very helpful to the appraiser. I'm not telling you that you need to do that, but if you feel like you have a, an offer on the table and you know, and you know, you ever have that feeling that you go, Oh, I hope it appraises, you know, I hope this appraisal works out. <laughs> Every time. You, no. <laughs> okay. If you have that feeling, then be proactive. Do not wait for the appraisal to be finished and then challenge it because you're not, gotcha. a lot of lenders will not allow you to do that challenge. And some appraisers are not open or receptive to a challenge. In my office, we are. That's good advice. Definitely good advice. Okay. So, and finally, what kind of improvements would be beneficial for someone that want to put their house on the market? Like before they go to put it on the market, what, what are some things that you would say would be helpful? That is a great question. Um, many people think that that is an easy, an easy solution or easy answer to that question, but actually um, it depends on your neighborhood that you're in. It depends on what surrounding area homes are doing that are comparable to your home. For example, you don't want to be the most improved home in the neighborhood. If all the homes in your neighborhood or all the recent comparable sales and listings do not have updated kitchens don't update your kitchen because you're not going to you most you may not recap that investment because the appraiser can only you know we can't give it the full value if we're not able to make those numbers work uh, we have we have guidelines that we cannot exceed um, for example bracketing bracketing means that our appraised value needs to be within the sales prices of the comparables. I just did a blog on bracketing and an article for Top 100 Realtor Magazine on bracketing. Um, it's very key to the appraisal process. An appraiser cannot make the value higher than, than all the comparables sales prices in the report. So that's where uh, over improvements come into play. You always want to keep your improvements within the same, within the same improvements that area houses are doing. Um, I always recommend that you consult with an appraiser prior to putting your house on the market or prior to making significant improvements. Um, we get a lot, for example, solar energy. We have calls coming in where people are thinking about putting in a you know, $30,000, $50,000 system and they want to know if they're going to recap their value. So we can do an analysis and figure out if they're going to recap their value. Is that consultation like actually doing the appraisal or you just do like a consultation as far as what will help with the, when well, they do sell it? Okay. So that depends again on the scope of work and what the client's needs are. So most of our clients, yes, it does involve an appraisal analysis. Sometimes we do two appraisal analysis and then we look at the variance between the two values and then we look at the cost. So it really is an analysis. Most people don't realize how much goes into that. Um, then I've got investors that actually, before they buy the house, they'll ask me to come meet them at the properties and I'll walk through the properties with them and we'll talk about the floor plan configurations. We'll look at the amenities and I'll give them advice right then and there on things that they can do that will be beneficial to the neighborhood or the subdivision that they're in for the market area that will help them recap more return on their investment. Well, I um, appreciate you being here, Kelly, and so thankful that you joined us today. So hopefully you will help, you know, consumers to understand appraisals a little bit better. Just thank you so much for all your knowledge. Denise, thank you so much for inviting me to be part of your program. Buying or selling a home in Orlando's competitive market can be both exciting and complicated. That's why you need me. 
I'll use my local market insights to help you find the right home or buyer and my negotiation expertise to get you the best possible price, all while supporting you every step of the way. Who am I? I'm a realtor, and I'm the key to buying or selling your home. Learn more at orlandorealtors.com today. Brought to you by the Orlando Regional Realtor Association. Several months of paused transactions have propelled an upswing in buyer activity that continued in August and sent Orlando home area sales in the black again. Our median price also continued on its upward path, while inventory again fell to a new low. A total of 3,539 homes sold during the month, a tally that is 4% more than the 3,397 sales in August 2019. The median price of Orlando homes sold in August was $275,000, which is a 10% increase compared to August 2019. Would-be buyers continue to be challenged by the limited number of homes available for sale in Orlando. Compared to August 2019, the number of homes on the market decreased by 22%. While compared to last month, there are 4% fewer properties available. There are currently 5,958 homes listed for sale. Whether you're looking to buy, sell, or rent, contact a realtor today. Our housing market numbers are provided by the Orlando Regional Realtor Association. Visit orlandorealtors.com for more information. Thank you, Kelly, so much for joining us today. If you're looking to buy or sell a home, go to orlandorealtors.com for more information. You can also find a realtor today or browse properties in the Orlando area. Don't forget that a buyer's consultation with a realtor is free and using their expertise will keep the buyer seller informed with how the market is changing. Make sure you hit subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Rate and review your key to Orlando real estate and tune in for episodes on the third Tuesday of every month.